Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And whether it's late night peaking duck reviews over icy lagers, vindaloo sandwich testing or six course dinners wearing swim shorts, we're all over it. This podcast is the essential audio accompaniment for you, the food lovers, the tasters, the slurpers, the snackers. We aren't BBC Good Food. We're not Chang. We're not Bowen. We're not Bourdain. Rest in peace to the great man. We're two friends bonded by our love of sharing cold beers and oversized pizza. So, with the intro out of the way... And a bloody good one it was too, pal. It's worth highlighting that this episode, much like the three that will follow over the next weeks, aren't looking like being our normal London-based food-finding follies. We're going to Seoul. We are. We're going to Tokyo. We are. What do we have planned? We hear you yell on the top deck of the 341 to Angel Road Superstores? Well, nothing. Not a thing. Nope. We've booked accommodation. Wise. We've booked flights. Also wise. But past that, we're letting the wind blow us in whatever ramen-scented direction it deems necessary. Floating down a brothy, lazy river. It's a trip for the eaters, and we're just those kind of people. So let's get into the show. Oh, uh, one more thing. Socials. We're going to be documenting the trip comprehensively across our social channels. At Set Meals Podcast. On Instagram and Twitter. So be sure to follow to keep updated with the visual delights that solidify this podcast. Think of it as a commuter's condiment. Here we are then. Here we are. If you could see us now. Honestly, the dizzy heights of podcasting. We're under a duvet. We are very much under a duvet. Do you know what we've done here? We've built a fort. Yeah. I haven't done this for years. We've flown thousands of miles around the world and we've built a fort. Yeah. We are under a duvet cover and uh, we have a mattress. The other mattress is on the floor and we're kind of sat amongst the both of them. There's pillows, there's a laptop, there's a chair holding the uh, duvet up. It's a mess. Lots of sound absorbent things around us. Yeah, big time. And a a Starbucks uh, two cup holster that I'm using as a mic stand. It's commitment to the level of audio that we like to give the people. The A-star audio production that we've uh, become known for. Yes. Um, We're in Seoul, Taylor. We certainly are. We bloody made it. Yeah. We said we were going to deliver on international podcasts, and that's exactly what we're doing. Right now. Right now. Where do we start? We're scrapping the news section because, quite frankly, the biggest news of the week is the fact that we're in Seoul. So everything is is the news damn section, right? We are still going to do a restaurant section, though. We got here yesterday, and I, uh, yeah, I think we both thought yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah. Hence, why this podcast is coming out a day late because we kind of forgot that we were in the air for fifteen hours. Well, however, I mean, yeah. it, plus it, the time difference, basically, you just lose a day. Yeah, we we were all over the shop for mm. for numerous reasons. Again, which we'll come on to uh, last night, but yeah, very confusing. Big old fat travel day yesterday. It yeah, it was very. Um, I mean, we were like two puppies. In a zip car, first thing in the morning, 6 a.m., you we picked were. me up. Mm. And you were listening to K pop. Obviously. Uh, it's actually K rock. K pop, fine, sorry. We drove to Heathrow, we got on the flight, we were bloody. I tell you what, sitting down on a long haul flight, exciting. Yes. Going through the favourites on your films, mm-hmm. adding little things to your little list. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about what we're going to drink on the flight. I'm in. I'm going to have beer now, and then have wine after. after. Because if I start having wine now, then I've got to have wine the whole way through. 
Mm-hmm. How are we going to tackle the sleep? Mm-hmm. I mean, first food news of the trip so far, KLM's food selection. Oh, I'm actually an advocate of plain food. I get quite excited when I'm going on a long-haul flight, mm. and I'm going to get to peel back my uh, plastic or foil topping of the my little, foil for me my is little tray. Thing. It was a lack of foil on ours, actually. Mm. Yeah, and I'm going to find out what's in there. I had the last call. Oh, one more. One other lucky pork person. Okay, yeah. Thank you. I had some breaded pork with a carrot, one, a singular carrot. Which I thought was a cherry tomato, like a posh tomato, but it very yeah. much was not. It, no, it wasn't. It was a singular tiny little carrot. And then it had this, <laughs> it had this sort of like a ping pong. It looked like mm. a small ping pong was, ball. Yeah, it was smaller than a ping pong ball. What is that in the middle? What is that? I don't know. Do I eat it first or last? I think you should go in on first. Do you know, I don't think I've ever eaten a food that's grey. Very taro, taro potato. Yeah, it didn't look like that, though. I've never seen such a grey food. And I ate it, and I was still none the wiser as to what it was. No. I had to read it on the, on the thing. Yeah, the... I, we, we, we opted for pork and uh, chicken. I had the chicken, which was just like chicken, rice, chicken thigh, unattractive. Talking of grey food, chicken thigh is pretty grey. Little tomato sauce guy. Actually, that's a lie, because tomato sauce was the breakfast. We had two meals, so the tomato sauce sauce was with my... That was with the omelette that I had, which we agreed was delightful. Oh, my God, it's so square. So plain, that, isn't it? Oh, I'm really looking forward to mine. That looks lit. Yeah. That's me, that. Is it? Yeah. You're having a bit of that, yeah. A little tomato sauce. It does taste like Heinz ravioli. We landed in Tokyo. We found a 7-Eleven in Narita Airport. Mm-hmm. We, you were very pleased about. I love 7-Eleven. Yeah. I... I'm sort of happy that it's not come to the UK because mm-hmm. it's so exciting to go to one when you're yeah. away somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I bought an iced coffee in a can, which I've become... Obs- fast yeah, you, obsessed yeah. with. You've had a couple um, since you've been here now. Mm-hmm. Um, you grabbed... What did you have? I had some gyoza. Oh, they were very good. Which, again, that that is the first thing I ever had from a 7-Eleven because it was the first time I'd ever been to Japan mm-hmm. and it was the only thing that I sort of remotely recognised. Mm-hmm. And I had I had five gyoza and a little long tray and it comes with a little sachet of soy sauce and a little sachet of this sort of chilli oil type stuff. And they you take it up and they heat it up for you, mm-hmm. which... Microwaves in a convenience store is oh, just the my... best thing ever. Like, yeah. why that hasn't? That's weird that that hasn't really come over here. I know you get your sort of. And by um, over here, I mean over the UK. There, in the UK. Uh, yeah, like yeah, you have your hot food counter and your Sainsbury's local sometimes, but there's no. It's not the same. No, though. it's not. Um, because I, do you know what I love about the hot food thing in in Seven Eleven is that it's inherently a bit shit. It's just a microwave behind yeah. the till, yeah. and that is a bit crap. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't style it out. It doesn't, no. It doesn't style it as being, like, delicious, fresh, hot deli food. It's like, we know it's really a bit crap, Yeah. but we are we are what we are, and, and we just back ourselves, so we're mm. just going to go for it. I love it. Yeah. So good. We picked... Uh, you picked those gyoza, yeah. and what else did you have warmed up? Well, we had the two um, chicken deep-fried... Oh, like, yeah. fried chicken sticks. Uh, yeah, we had like basically like popcorn chicken on a on a stick. We really misread how long the travel day was going to be yesterday yeah. because we had a three hour layover in Tokyo mm. and then we had another two and a half hour flight to Seoul. Yeah, we actually powered through. We arrived after that long travel and then <laughs> and then it kind of went a bit a little bit west very fast. Yes, so we took a little wander from the hotel. We 
are staying in Gangnam, which is the sort of um, posh bit, mm-hmm. apparently. And very quiet bit. Very, very <laughs> quiet, very chill. So we went out to have a little wander to find some food. And we wandered around the corner, and just behind the hotel was a very local-looking restaurant. And we were like, that looks pretty good. And then we're about to walk past, and we're just like, well, Let's just should we just eat in there? Yeah. No idea what it was. And we went in, and we sat down, and... Realised that we couldn't speak a single word of no. Korean and he couldn't there was really speak English. A lot of pointing. He took us back out the front. We sat yeah, down so and they took us back out the front. Yeah, so we sat down and we were kind of like, you know, sign languaging to each other. Mm. And uh, he kind of told us to stand up and we walked around the, the front of the restaurant to see the, the, the signage, which had like photographs of the food on and prices and stuff. And he was just pointing at them and just sort of saying things in Korean. And we were like, well, this has sort of helped, but we're kind of none the wiser still. We still don't know still. what that is, yeah. yeah exactly. All he was saying was two, two, two. You have to have two. Which I've now learned since, again, eating today, that it doesn't mean you have to have two full dishes. It just means you can't sit and order for one person. A lot of the Korean barbecue places, right. you can't eat alone. Oh. So the idea is it's a minimum two people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't get that. No, that's I've read that today. Oh. I'm just telling you now. Thank you, thank you. Keeping it for the pod, I Exactly, exactly. It. It's becoming more acceptable now to eat, eat alone. Oh, mad. Honbap okay. is oh. the term for it. So we went back in, we'd ordered these two dishes, mm-hmm. still no idea what they were. No. We came, I mean, we ate them, we still had no idea what they were. Yeah, so uh, they, they came, we, we discovered there was a, a little, oh, satisfying, so we got little dishes, little side dishes, mm. which Koreans, uh, they love. Yeah. Which I subsequently love. Yeah, probably about six or seven little dishes, right? Yeah, they had. Um, I mean, it was kimchi and like spicy pastes and yeah. raw garlic, raw garlic, raw a lot onion. of raw garlic, a lot of raw onion. So they were all placed on the table next to our camping stove. There was a little drawer underneath the table oh. with your chopsticks in and your spoons and your napkins, which was bloody lovely. And then he brought over this massive dish. First, he brought over two beers. Oh yeah, Cass beer, which we have since found out is seems to be the go-to. Mm-hmm. He comes over with these two big bottles and the, the tops are on and he hands us this sort of unusual contraption mm-hmm. which it turns out it's a bottle opener and you put it on top and you slam it down and then when you lift it off, the tops come off. <laughs> Left it. Which he made look so easy. Yeah, he kept on doing this tapping thing where you like reset it because it obviously yeah. got stuck. Which I thought was for flamboyant. I yeah. thought it was for a bit, sh- bit of show. Because when you try to do it and then you, you did the first one no problem and then you tried to do the second one and it tap, was obviously stuck and, and you just like between. hitting the table like mm. some crazy... Well, that's the thing is it's loud. Yeah, very loud. So if you're slouch, slamming and slamming and slamming trying to open the bottle more than once everyone starts to look around and yeah. we're already sticking yeah, out were, like yeah. sore thumbs. Beer was flowing. Yeah. Food got brought over. Yeah. Looked delicious. Yeah. Smelled delicious. It was sizzling. The flame was a burning. It was really, it was good. It was like everything I wanted for yeah. in the first meal. It was basically a big dish of just unidentifiable stuff mm-hmm. with lots of onion, garlic, chili. Yeah, it was like de- a deep red colour. Yeah. A lot of like cabbage, like kimchi yeah. and like rice noodles, I think. Raw garlic again. A lot of raw garlic in the in the mm. actual dish. They're like those glass noodles. Yeah, That's they were. Like. Yeah, a bit uh, thicker. And you, I think what you basically what we figured out you're supposed to do is you put it into a lettuce leaf. Yeah, yeah. Put a lot of other stuff in there and eat it like a almost like a taco. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like a healthy influencer's taco. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, what we didn't know last night, which we now know, which we discovered by going on Street View. Yeah, and finding the place because we were trying to find the name of it mm-hmm. so we found out yeah what did it say pig intestine restaurant I mean I don't I didn't really know what to think of it then I don't know what to think of it now no I'm trying not to think about it at the meal I was asking you what you thought a certain 
bit of meat was within the dish. You said it tastes like a finger. I wonder what it was. You'll never know. Is it fishy? No. No, not at all. It tastes like a finger. It did taste like a finger. It looked like a finger. And quite frankly, it might have been a finger. Yeah. I, I, I wanted it to be octopus. It's a weird octopus. But mm. it wasn't that. No. It, it, it honestly... <laughs> it honestly... It felt in my mouth what intestine feels like because it was intestine. That's exactly, exactly. It had a, it had like a sort of sausage-like skin on the outside mm. with like a sort of bouncy texture in the middle, but you couldn't really bite into it because it was so no, bouncy. No, And then the other bits were like blood sauce. So- like bl- they were blood sausage, yes. they looked like. And you bit into it, and I thought it was going to be like quite like a chorizo... Almost like you know, a bite, crispy on the edge. And it was very, it was very gelatinous. Yeah, which is something I think that a lot of Westerners struggle with, with a lot of you know Asian cuisine. And I was pushing past. I think we did well. I think, I think we, did we well. We jumped right in at the deep end. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was down to the sleep sleep deprivation. deprivation. Yes. I don't think I would have gone for intestines had I had, had a full night's sleep and known no. what we were going for. But no. we did. Proud it. of us. We yeah. did it. Big time. Would I go back? Flavor? Yes. Atmosphere? Yes. No knowledge, knowledge of what you're eating? Probably not. Yeah. I, we'll skim over this next part, but... Um, okay, so what happened was Sam got a bit carried away. I was excited. And we... Well, no, didn't this, at this point it was fine. We wanted to try some soju. Yeah. Neither of us ever had it before. It's obviously a Korean staple. Mm-hmm. It's basically, for anyone that doesn't know what soju is, it's uh, sort of like a rice wine, similar to sake in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about 19, 20%. Yeah. Alcohol vol- uh, ABV, mm-hmm. um, and it tastes horrible. It, do- uh, okay. it doesn't taste horrible. It tastes horrible. bad enough to make you kind of wince. It's watered down vodka, basically. That's Grim. what it's like. Yeah, it doesn't I have like that it. side of the tongue kind of like ugh, cringe feel. No. But it is. It is. I mean, it, you know, you're drinking a spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's it, because it's subtle, it is more subtle than a than a, than a sambuca oh, or a vodka. Yeah. You can drink it a lot easier. And I, I kind of just thought, I had it in my back of my mind, I don't know why, but I didn't really th- see it as being a spirit that was going to get me drunk. I just thought it was just mm. like accompanying, like, mm. and because it's so widely drank. Like a limoncello. Yeah. You just I, honestly, sort of sip it and that it's was fine. the kind yeah, of bracket yeah, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. thinking. I was really wrong. Really, yeah, really well, was were. wrong. Because we we, well, we... we polished off a bottle in there. We drank a bottle and we were shotting it. Well, we saw people around us, some sipping, some shotting. And some so of those we weren't really sure. doing that yeah. every day of their lives, though. Exactly. So we thought, oh, we'll just shot it. Well, yeah. I wanted to shot it because if I had been sipping it, I would have just been vomiting it up again. Yeah, so yeah, really, yeah. it really wasn't for me. No. We had a bottle in there. We had a couple of beers. Oh, lovely. Great. We thought, let's move on and find somewhere else to have another drink. Because we were in the flow now. Yeah, we were in the flow. We were feeling good. We were like, we'll stay up to and the also, proper time. And also, yeah, bearing in mind, this is kind of like, we're, this is, we're trying to stay up on purpose. Because yeah. we don't want to go to bed at like 7 o'clock. Because no. we want to be tired and we want to be able to sleep, etc. Yeah. So we walk around the block and then we, we see there's a little line up some steps of about four or five bars all next to each other. It's really buzzing. Loads of people outside. It was great. Not a single other Westerner mm-hmm. in sight. I sat down, ordered two beers, and before I could say anything, Sam had ordered a bottle of soju. Yeah, I got too carried away. Too carried away. With a away. big grin on his face. I know, I was, really, I was in a really tired, a bit delirious, boisterous mood. Yes. And I, and I really regret it. Re- yeah. I, because, because we drank it. We drank it. We, fast. We, had, we had four beers there. 
Did between we? us, yeah, two oh, between us, and this soju, and again we were shotting it. Yeah, um, sort of that that point when you're drunk, where you're cheersing just unnecessary nothing, things. Nothing. Like you say, you say something remotely positive, glasses go up, and then we asked the man. Well, as we finished the bottle, we said, "By the way, are we are we supposed to shot this, or are we supposed to drink it slowly?" And he sort of laughed and was like, "Well." Yeah, I, he, I drink it slowly because I get too drunk otherwise. Yeah. He's like, most people drink it slowly. You can shot it, but most people sip. I'm like, okay. Then where do we go, Sam? We were walking home. Yeah. And uh, we went to KFC. Yeah. For a, for a piece of chicken each. I, and a uh, th- piece of information that neither of us remembered this morning Not until I looked in my camera roll and honestly, found a video. I, I genuinely had no idea we went to KFC. Look how perfect that chicken is. I'm gonna give you a three, I might as well give you a six. <laughs> morning came. Morning came for a very slow morning. You went to get us uh, Starbucks. In Asia, I feel like Starbucks is more acceptable than in London. Yeah, I do love, in a country with unfamiliar things. Yeah. I've had I've had very pleasurable Starbucks in Japan and yeah. Mexico. That's great. And where you just like wake up in your hotel and you're like, right, I'm going to get a Starbucks and yeah. start the day. Honestly, with a real guilty pleasure. Morning number one in Seoul. Here we are. I am out on the iced coffee run. I have left Samuel in bed, suffering from some soju-related illness. Illness, hangover. As the man who self-professed that 2019 was the year of hangovers and podcasts, he is truly living up to the reputation. Thank you. Mission complete. Still struggling to remember the Korean word for thank you. I've tried to learn it, but it's really, really long. I've bought Sam something called a halabong juice. Whatever a halabong is. What's that? Kill me! <laughs> uh, we had a caramel macchiato. Iced. The first sip gave me life this morning. Yeah. And we had a slow start to the day, went, went and wandered around town, went to the second-hand camera district. Mm-hmm. Oh, we queued up. We queued up. We, did, we weren't really in the mood for eating this afternoon, mainly because it was like 29 degrees. I was terrifically hungover. Yeah. And it was kind of all just a bit much this afternoon. We were getting a bit peckish, so we stopped off at this uh, food stall. Very nondescript. Very. But we noticed the, the queue was about 15 deep. Wasn't it? It was long, and it was like sneaking yeah. around the corner. And only got longer once we were in it. Yeah, and we turned around, and it was like 30, 40 deep. We were like, what's all the fuss about? To be honest, even now, I'm like, what's the fuss all about? Because... Oh, really? I really enjoyed it. It was mine. really good, but it was like... Basically, it was like a, um, a veggie pasty. Because it wasn't really pastry, was it? It tasted like a pasty. Yeah. The pastry was more... Yeah, it was more donuty. Deep fried doughy, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. donuty, but it was like savory obviously. Came with uh vegetables all sliced up or whatever inside with again those rice noodles. Yeah. Very oily. Very, very oily. Uh, Proper grease fest. Really greasy. Um but it was delicious. It was, and it was one thousand Korean won, which is about sixty five P. Yeah. Absolute hack. Absolute hack. And it was exactly what we needed just to tide us yeah. over. We sat in the sun, ate it, drank more coffee and peach tea. Yeah, iced tea. Again, you got your peach iced tea. A foreign, foreign favourite. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, all in all, first impressions of uh, Seoul are it reminds me of a cross between Tokyo and Bangkok. It, there's no people here throughout no, the day. it's so chill. It's so quiet. Where are all the people? When you're in a country where it's hot mm-hmm. and you go to, like, a busy market, sometimes it's all a bit overwhelming and a bit like, oh, so many people, especially when you have a hangover. None of that today. No, I Even in the really busy parts, there weren't that many people around. We, we kind of came to the conclusion that because... There's a really low unemployment rate here. 4%. Yeah, apparently. According to the train information that was being spewed out on the yeah. very, very well-conditioned train. Beautiful trains. Maybe just because everybody's in work? Or yeah. at least, it's, because it's so hot, everyone's inside, so mm. there's not many people out on the street. But even then, a city of Seoul's size, it's mad how quiet it is. I know. So, it's actually not on this big main street, it's down, uh, oh no it is, it is around the corner. We're heading this way, should be up here on the left, I think it might be that, uh, I think we're going to see it as we come around this corner. Here's what I'm going to do, I'm going to look at the phone number, 32750122, that's the spot. Oh my god. There is no one in there. A secret agent force here. No one in there. Here we go. Restaurant section this week, then. Mm-hmm. We picked this place because it was featured on the... Parts Unknown. Bourdain episode. Mm-hmm. Soul episode. Because much like everything so far, there is an element of um, hesitance to everything because we just can't understand what anything really is. No, and we haven't done any research ahead of the trip, so everything's a little bit makeshift. Everything's a little bit thrown together. Yeah. Hen- it, hen- hence the studio setting, currently. Exactly. This restaurant was in uh, Mapo, or maybe Mapo. Maybe. We don't know. One of the things that's really annoying me, especially as I consider myself somebody that is okay with languages, mm-hmm. uh, is that I just, I just can't get the Korean word for thank you down because it's really long. And I keep forgetting it. It is really long. I still don't I don't I have no idea how to say it. I've read it. it about 400 times. But I feel like words when you read the words here when people say them they, they sound, sound different. nothing exactly. like the word looks. And it took us a little bit of time to find it. Yeah. It was on quite a confusing bit of road And everything network. looks kind of the same if you're not used yeah. to it. It was called Jeong Depo. Okay. J E O N G D A E P O, which sounds like it's pronounced Jeong Depo. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Almost totally certainly different. not. And there was nobody in there. By one table? One table, yeah. Two people in there. And we thought, well, we're going to do it anyway. Hell yeah. The restaurant itself was pretty, like, low-key in terms of, like, it was, like, nothing fancy. Not at all. Low ceilings, uh, like, posters all over the walls of, like, odd, like, beer commercial, like, beer ads. Like, vinyl wall hangings with all the pricing and, like... <laughs> that was weird. Korean symbols and stuff and just, like, just the menus, I guess. Uh, all the there was loads of extraction fans because basically it was Korean barbecue, yeah. Mapo, Mapo style. Obviously everything's cooking on tables out in the in the open in on, in the restaurant space. Mm-hmm. So that means there's obviously lots of smoke. So all the extraction fans are just everywhere. Yeah, it appears that the more modern barbecue restaurants, each table has its own individual Which extraction drops fan, almost right down to the table. Yeah. basically. but yeah, these ones are just on the ceiling. Yeah, all wrapped in. Newspaper, yeah. which I thought was weird. Yeah, weird thing to wrap. Um, all the tables are like metal topped, which we then found out had was a magnetized table. So the top, the tabletop was a magnet, a giant magnet, which is sick. Yeah, and then everything, all the bowls were 
metal. And they all just stuck the to the bottle table. opener had a magnet sellotape to it, so you could just stick that to the table. Because the, the tables are really small, and the middle of the table has the actual hole in, so you could put your hot coals in, mm-hmm. and then you can put the the kind of metal dome over it, which yeah. is what you put your meat on, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know the a- exact name of that thing. So there's not a lot of room to play with. So the magnets are just there to just make sure you ain't spilling anything. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's falling off the table there. Genius. Which blew my mind straight off the bat. The woman came over again, asked if he wanted one or two things. Well, quite forcefully told us we had to have two. Yeah, she she was, she was very aggressive. Or, no, no, aggressive is the wrong word because she, they were lovely. They, the, they so, were lovely. They, they were, were so nice to us. They were very smiley. They were like, we'll take you on a journey. Yeah, it was like, Come don't with try us. and pick your own. Yeah. Eat this. Eat this. Get two of it. And also, we'll do beers. it for you. We yeah. Have, because everybody else, because people started to trickle in as we were sat down. Hey, trendsetters. That's, that's, that's us. They were like, they ordered their meat and they were, you know, on the, the chopsticks out and they were doing their thing and they were cooking their pork or whatever. But the lady, she knew we weren't local, obviously. Yeah. Uh, she was doing it for us. Mm-hmm. She was chopping. She brought the scissors over. Why is? Why hasn't the use of scissors in a kitchen caught on in the UK? I know, because it's genius. It's so good. Like... Think about how long you spend chopping up all your vegetables on a chopping board. Yeah. When you could just... Ooh, carrots. Done. Next. So, yeah, so we're sat in a restaurant. Our meat is sizzling away in the middle of the table. We've had two cast lagers on brand. Sam's ordered the soju. No, he hasn't. No, I haven't ordered. Uh, We ordered skirt steak. We did. We did. Or skirt meat, it was actually called on the menu. And the boned pork rib. Yeah, I couldn't really tell where the bone was. It was very, basically a very small bone. I think it might have actually been cartilage okay. that ran through the rib. Okay. Which, uh, one end, which I think I ended up with those bits, at one end was quite hard and you couldn't really chew it, and then the, it sort of tapered off and it wasn't. All right, I didn't know that bit, so you must have done that. Um, yeah, there were only four options on the menu. The other one was a non boned pork rib, uh, and then the other one what was, was the chicken a chicken skin. Thanks, pigskin. Oh, yeah, thanks, pigskin. Thanks, pigskin. Which, I don't know why it was thanks, pigskin on the menu. Yeah. It sounds like a bully in an American film, calling someone like, thanks, pigskin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it came like that. Oh, it was so fast. So fast. It was straight over. We ordered, it was on the table. Next thing you know, the hot coals were on the table. It was Everything was there. It was done. It was happening. It was all good. All the little cooking. sides again, as, as My, previously. All the same sides and some additional ones. It was some sort of curry powdery kind of thing. Yeah, that was good. Uh, which was really good. And some soy sauce with some chilies in it. Kimchi, obviously. And like, just loads of little condiments. Yeah. And the lettuce wraps again. Again, the style, uh, the way uh, to eat this is yeah, tackled. pile it all up in a lettuce wrap mm-hmm. and eat it like a taco. And nettles as well. Yeah, nettles. I wasn't we, a fan of the fan. nettles. I quite enjoyed I, the nettles. I, the nettles reminded me of sort of a herbal tea. Yeah. And I'm not really a tea guy. All right, fine, fine. Yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought it was nice with the meat. I thought it gave it a little bit of uh, mm. fragrance. You take the meat off of the, let's call it the grill, mm-hmm. and you dip it in the soy sauce, you dip it in the powder, you maybe chuck a little bit of kimchi on top of it, you put it in your lettuce wrap, and then you eat it. I did the... The probably the most tourist thing anyone's ever done. You were the whitest person in Seoul at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was trying my best to look like I knew what I was doing, or at least go along with what yeah, she was telling yeah. me. But I grabbed some meat off the. I wanted. What well, I wanted. This is what I wanted. I wanted to get some meat before it was too well cooked. Right. Because I wanted her to think, God, this guy's eating his meat rare because he knows. He his, knows the He crap. knows his shit. Um, I basically picked it up and on the, on its way to my mouth, I dropped it on the floor. Yeah, you looked very. Uh... She sort of went, oh. Yeah. It's she... the equivalent of like a, oh. <laughs> oh, you're one of those oh, ones. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, she was very disappointed. And she did laugh it off a little bit, but she was just yeah. a bit disappointed. And I, uh, I, I agree with her. I oh, I looked like a fool. You looked like a moron. I looked like a fool. And then she sort of waved at the lettuce wraps, and I went, 
okay we're this doing the letters what, here uh, again. Yeah, right, sure, 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 sure. but then yeah I mean the letters right but also I do think the letters is harder than it looks to navigate because it flops around quite a bit it's and the outer it's the outer layer of a you know a big when you buy a big lettuce yeah. and you take the outer layers mm. off and it's like but that a leafy it's lettuce not, not an iceberg guy. No, 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 there's no, no structure there no. Um, very floppy my favourite part was the egg moat there's an egg moat all the meat drips into the egg and you've got some sort of meaty omelette amazing do you think you could lift the whole thing out in a big ring <laughs> let's talk about the egg moat on the grill there's a moat it's the only way it can be described around the base of the grill and in each, so if you imagine the grill dome, there is obviously ga- there's gaps in the grill. Mm-hmm. On the non-gapped parts, there's a little little groove etched out the middle, so that all the fat that's on the meat drips down down the the the, the, the grill grooves into the moat. But in the moat already, it's just egg yolk, just mm. egg, just like scrambled egg mix basically. And she came over with a little teapot and poured the egg in. Honestly, that was so satisfying. It was so satisfying. I had a little bit of grease in there anyway, so it was just uh, you had all the oil and mm-hmm, mixed mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. with the egg. And then she started putting like some of the um, the sliced spring onions and some of the kimchi in the egg. So it was obviously cooking with the meat. And then so you just get this like nice little like omeletty accompaniment with she your could see meat. The wonder on our faces, and she was absolutely uh, loving it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was enjoying it. It was obviously a bit, a bit of theatre in the, everything happening in front of you, which I, I like. Mm-hmm. But the addition of the kimchi with egg mm. was a revelation. But it's weird because I'm sort of like, I don't, the last thing I think of when I'm eating bits of meat like that is scrambled egg, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, when fair, I fair, piled fair. it all into my taco and ate it together, it was delicious. It was fucking great. It was really great. The food was great. The level of spice was perfect. Mm-hmm. The meat wasn't gristly or dirty. No. It was really nice. And um, by the time we left, there was quite the atmosphere in there as well because oh, yeah, most pumping. of the tables were full. Yeah, people were coming in sort of for the early dinner shift about six thirty seven because yeah. we ate pretty early. There was a group of uh, business guys behind us, and when you ran to the cash point, um, I was recording a bit of audio for the pod. And uh, you can see why people hang around and eat and just take so long because it's a very, uh, it just feels very communal eating here. I like it. It's a very good atmosphere. It's made me increasingly aware of how much, uh, <laughs> of how, uh, of how much people in, are in and out in the UK when they come to eat. A manager's thrown up a peace sign to me in the restaurant. I like it. And give me a massive smile. And he had a little bib on, a little apron, mm. um, because they gave them, like, because they were in suits, uh, the waitresses gave them these little aprons, and they just so looked so funny. These, like, you know, mid-50s guys all sat on these tiny stools with these, like, tiny aprons on. <laughs> it was just it's just funny. Man. We didn't get aprons. Nah. Maybe, Do you think that's because she saw my set meals T-shirt and thought that's designed to be covered in stains? No, nah, maybe it's just because you'd already dropped something and she thought, oh, the damage is done. Yeah, probably, yeah. The other thing that happened, which hopefully will be for the benefit of the pod yeah is that you leant over to the table next to us yeah. that the couple a couple was sat on and asked for some recommendations I, she spoke perfect english yeah i overheard her speaking english to him and honestly got like four recommendations on them yeah 10 minutes later you got honestly a, a, i added them to the the, the soul eats google map that I'm, yeah. I'm frantically adding to they gave us three Places. One was a noodle spot. One was a a North Korean noodle oh, yeah. spot because they basically slightly differ in mm-hmm. the way that they cook noodles. 
and then there was just a general other Korean mm-hmm. place. And then they told us very oh, enthusiastically yeah. about this hotel that serves a fifty dollar. Ice shavings dessert, yeah, which is literally water. He was very enthusiastic. Fifty dollars. It's a bit expensive, but it will definitely be worth it. Well, and out, both of us are thinking, we ain't got it. The bill came to thirty-six thousand won, which what? I'm struggling with my conversion rate. Yeah, I think it's about. Okay, Google. What is thirty-six thousand Korean won in pounds? Thirty-six thousand Korean won equals twenty-three pounds and ninety-nine pence. I mean, considering we had a lot of food and two beers, decent, very good. I can't work out if food in Korea is cheap or not. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is as well. Because thing is, transport's cheap, food is cheap. Yeah, it's quite cheap. Accommodation's cheap. Yeah, like it's quite cheap. It's an affordable country. It's certainly. great. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. Thoroughly it's open enjoyable. From midday until eleven o'clock in the morning. Sorry. Until 2am. Yeah. Every single day. Apart from Sundays when it's only open until midnight. I bet the vibe is absolutely popping off around 11pm in there. It certainly is, and maybe we'll go back at that time. This microphone is absolutely covered in oil and fat. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Episode 1 of the, the Asia Specials. Done, and we're only one day in. We are. We're We've one only day been in, in Asia for 24 hours. Yeah, next episode's going to be the second Seoul episode. Yes. We would have been in Seoul for a full week by that point. Sorry for the late episode. Again, remember to check out our Instagram and Twitter. At Set Meals Podcast. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be, we'll be keeping you up to date on the trip over there. So check out, check out that for visuals. Yes. Um, I would say thank you and goodbye in Korean, but I don't know how to say it. So for now, see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.